Aku. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Cassidy, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host Dibs. Hi. And we are very excited to dive back into the MCU and continue our discussion of the MCU Spider-Man trilogy. So um, in honor of the new movie, No Way Home, being out in theaters, we did Homecoming last week, and this week we're going to do Far From Home, and we actually had a chance to see No Way Home. Um, I think a couple, like, well, technically, I guess the day released here for Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. and there's not enough words to describe how crazy and epic it is, but... we we kind of planned it this way so that there's a little bit of a buffering and people could process yeah. no way home not just and, people us so that we could process too, yes. honestly yes yeah it's a crazy amazing movie there is so many cool things and we can't wait to share our thoughts with it in next Absolutely. week's episode but for this week we are going to be discussing the second installment in the spider-man trilogy far from home Yep. And so this movie, I think it was the first movie that came out after Endgame. So it was yes. like, it had some big shoes to fill, I think, just because it was also it kind of following the first Spider-Man movie, which did really well as far as the character's yeah. intro to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I know this movie's not everybody's favorite. I actually really enjoyed it. So um, I'm really happy we're doing an episode. <laughs> but no, um, just as always, before we actually get into our discussion um if you don't know anything about the franchise or if you don't know anything about this particular movie just keep in mind that we are getting into spoilery territories so um there's definitely going to be spoilers for this movie probably for endgame as well because there there is some like tie-in so uh just keep that in mind and as always if you choose to listen to us thank you so much we really do we really do appreciate it absolutely because you guys are taking time out of your day to listen to nerds like us and that's pretty amazing and uh, we really do appreciate it it is definitely why we put this stuff out first of all because we enjoy talking about the stuff and and we love the fact that we can put it out there for you guys to listen and give us your own opinions which is something that we definitely look forward to so yeah um we really appreciate you listening to uh, all of our podcasts and we hope that you enjoy this. But Cass, let's talk about this because you mentioned something very important about this movie, that this is the first movie to come out after Endgame. And Endgame was like a huge deal because it was the end of an era for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And you know right. this. Yeah, everyone knows this. And it basically changed a lot of things because Tony sacrificed himself. Steve uh, was out of the picture. Natasha also Mm -hmm. sacrificed herself. So these are three main players in the Avengers that are no longer around. And that is a huge deal that impacts uh, what happens in Far From Home. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, like we said earlier, this movie is the first movie that... um, was released and, and also mm-hmm. timeline wise takes place after the events of Endgame. So it yes. kind of picks up right after um, the Avengers have succeeded in taking care of Thanos and restoring yeah. half the universe's population back essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think it, one of the really nice things was that even though it was like very brief, this movie sort of kind of addressed how difficult it must be for the people who were displaced to come back and then you know have to like reintegrate 
mm-hmm. um, into society. And so like that wasn't the main focus of this movie, but um, you do kind of see like glimpses of it. There's a scene early on in the movie where uh, Peter and May are like at an event that's for displaced individuals. Yeah. And um, it's, it's again, it's like a really short scene, but you can just kind of like in looking at those screenshot or like stills of that scene, you can kind of see that there's like a number of people at this event. And so presumably these are all people who have this. been displaced. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So exactly. Um, yeah. I think for, for a movie that wasn't really trying to address all of these specific things, I think it still did a good it job go kind over of them highlighting them. Yeah, yeah. yeah like absolutely. at least, you know, kind of putting it in a, in in certain scenes where possible so that it's like this is a thing and the characters like it might not be the focus of the character story or like Mm -hmm. the characters themselves for this particular movie might not really um be directly you know solving any of these specific problems but these are things that like these are things that are happening yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) absolutely i agree and we also have the return of fan favorite characters maria hill and nick fury right and they're in the small town uh, in Mexico, um, and they've heard reports of uh, 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 the weather turning wild, a sentient weather monster kind of thing. And after what they've seen with Thanos, I don't think this should surprise them as much, but it kind of does. So let's talk about that, too, because this kind of forms the basis for this movie. So let's talk about that. Yeah, I think this movie, it like the stakes are very different compared to like the Infinity Saga mm-hmm. movies, where especially you know leading up to Infinity War and Endgame, there was yeah, it was all about the Infinity Stones. It was about yeah. Thanos. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there were like a lot of you know like really high stake missions, and and you know right up until the end, like Endgame, like the it was literally like the fate of half the universe's population was at stake. So yeah. the stakes in in that set of movies was incredibly incredibly high and it's not to say Mm -hmm. in in this movie that there are no stakes or that they aren't high it's just different one it's a little bit like comparing yeah it's different Mm -hmm. so it's a little bit like comparing apples to oranges but two I think Mm -hmm. it's also a nice change of pace especially for um this cast of characters because I mean at the end of the day despite having faced Thanos and having fought him for a bit and you know Mm -hmm. been at that huge battle Peter is still just a high school kid and he kind of just wants some sense of normalcy and so um the the plot of like this movie kind of revolves around him trying to I guess cling on to those few moments of normalcy he can get but -hmm. there's also this weird threat that like you said Hill and Fury are investigating which is uh weird elementals they're just like beings that are made out of yeah. you know water fire or there yeah and they're attacking different locations and so at the start of the movie we see fury and hill in mexico investigating mm-hmm. i think it was a a lead um yeah yeah it was i think it was like probably the earth elemental or something. or something yeah something of the or, yeah yeah something like that and so um you know these things are like you said earlier it's probably not very weird for fury to investigate certain like you know, occurrences like this, but especially I think after Thanos, I think he's probably feeling ultra um, concerned and he wants to probably be like hyper vigilant about what threats are potentially incoming. Yeah. And so something like this is, of course, you know, a, a huge issue because one, it's, you know, it's a 
storm system or whatever that's causing a ton of damage but two if it's sentient if it can like choose where to go and what to do like that's going to pose problems so the beginning of the movie is just hill and uh fury just investigating and we also get introduced to a very important character early on or although we're not given his name um but we do see some guy who's um, fighting these elemental creatures basically yeah and and basically he seems to be like the only one kind of who knows how to, to deal really... with them yeah yeah exactly so um it's i think as far as conflicts go it's a um a different type of introduction i think not quite you know like the epic reveal like we had for thanos or somebody like that mm-hmm. but um i think also the way that the conflict is presented and and yeah like revealed i thought it was kind of a clever way to do it so mm-hmm. um yeah at the beginning there's a lot of information that we don't know but I think as Peter learns more, we as viewers also learn more. Exactly. I absolutely agree. And let's, uh, leaving that aside, this is a nice segue into Peter's world now, how all of this relates to Peter, which we'll slowly find out. And let's talk about the in memoriam video that the high school students have created, which is kind of sweet, but it's also kind of, it also kind of reminds us of, what's actually happened so far and that's a little bit crazy so let's talk about that it is yeah I mean again this movie was the first movie to be released after Endgame so Mm. to see like the iconic Marvel logo with you know all the standard um characters featured in it but also like some new scenes I can't remember this might have been the one of the first ones where they snuck in um there's like a shot as like the Marvel logo is like being displayed where you can see yeah. in the background uh spoilers for endgame last chance if yeah. anybody hasn't seen it yeah true <laughs> but there's, true. there's one where you can see um tony with the infinity stones doing mm. the you know his iconic i am iron man line the and snap. Um, yeah exactly yeah and exactly. so you have like you know like a montage like that and then it's um over like i will always love you by whitney houston is playing over that so um, at first i thought it was yeah i thought it was like a thing marvel was doing like as you know like a a, a company to like honor the characters that they have now (laughs) kind of parted ways with but like they said it it ends up being part of like it segues very nicely or transitions very nicely Mm -hmm. into like this uh, school news uh, broadcast Lance, type thing that Midtown yeah is, exactly yeah and so it like it's like meant to be like what they're doing which I thought was a really creative way to kind of um, you know introduce or start the movie uh, yeah. but also I think we talked about this off recording I just find it really funny that this is I mean Marvel is you know a multi-billion dollar company at this point they've got of tons of money in their pocket and yeah. um, that they probably have um, a really, you know, well trained visual effects and, you know, um, department and all of that. But I find it really funny that they have essentially been paid to put together like a really badly done high school news broadcast. And they've done a really good job of making it look like a poor Make it look like it's production. done by by sweet high school kids who just wanted to do yeah. good basically like, yeah you know? there's like all like you know like the flashing stuff in the background yeah. and like the awkwardness of the hose it's great I mean there's like yeah. so much attention to detail for like even tiny things that yeah in the grand scheme of things as far as the plot goes don't really do much to advance the plot but I think it just I don't know I just I like when when there's like you know that attention to detail and there's all these like little tiny things that just yeah. set up to make movies really enjoyable so 
Exactly, which is really sweet. Uh, and I love these kids. They're basically good kids. So I'm like, we understand. It's it's fine. So let's talk about the logistics of the snap because I think this explains here as to it kind of tells us what happened, uh, at least to the f- uh, few kids in this movie that we know, like Peter and Ned and MJ and Flash, right? So basically... <laughs> They were gone for five years and they came back the same age as they were. And then everyone around them aged up. And now these guys are going through the school year again, basically. Right. So that's the gist of it. And uh, and uh, funnily enough, Peter is actually looking forward to a trip that he wants uh, the assign a trip to Europe that his school is taking him on so let's talk about that because he has this elaborate plan and he wants to tell MJ <laughs> that he likes her all these cute things so let's talk about that yeah like I said it's, it's a nice change of pace I think considering yeah. how kind of um like crazy the build-up to Endgame was like a lot of the mm-hmm. movies like I mean I enjoyed all the movies but like yeah. they were you know fast-paced there was a lot of action and, and this and that mm-hmm. going on and not to say that this movie doesn't have that but mm-hmm. um I, I think it's like a nice change of pace so like after Thanos like the biggest thing that Peter Parker is worried about now is like telling yeah. the girl that he likes how he feels which is nice and, a, yeah it's a kid is and also, I think yeah yeah he I think he wants a break he deserves a break I think all the Avengers who are remaining do um and so it's it's really sweet that like you know he's got this trip and and he's planning like this super romantic uh gesture by like he wants to take mj to like the top of the eiffel tower when they get to paris and like give her a necklace and like explain how he feels and it's just like sweet and kind of like old school and um like you said, he has like a super elaborate plan for like getting a dual headphone adapter or something. And yeah. then like, yeah, and they're going to sit so next to each other on the plane together <laughs> and just have fun. They're like regular yeah. stuff, basically. Yeah. yeah, just like normal teenage stuff. And it's really funny the way that that's introduced because Peter's like going through the explanation of his like elaborate plan. It's like the super is, important know, thing. But like, yeah, yeah, Ned is listening like super attentively. And then when Peter's then he's like, uh huh, that's great. No, toss that. Don't do any of that. Window. Don't do any of that. We're going to be bachelors in Europe, Peter. Calm down. You know? Don't do this. <laughs> and then Peter's and then, just like, nah, I just want to tell her how I feel. I know he's like it's forget, like I, I I feel like Peter is just like I've been a bachelor in Europe <laughs> I mean but, yeah kind he of was technically in he was in Germany yes you're right but the funniest <laughs> part of this is when MJ comes in and they're like what's up and then these guys are like oh, okay hi <laughs> it's it's funny so like i I love how that's like yeah we were peter has this whole plan and she's like you have a plan yeah he wants to collect old spoons um tiny spoons like an old lady like a grandmother like a grandmother and then peter's like no 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 no, that's not me he wants to do that like me please i like i'm nice I'm, i'm funny i could be oh come on peter Peter, you're sweet. I love you, but calm down. It was funny. It was just funny. Well, the funny thing about this is that MJ has this very droll sense of humor, which I absolutely love. And you'll see more of that in this movie than ever before. Um, Because I think we saw a bit of it in in Homecoming, where she was like, I just like to draw people in crisis, which is like, (laughs) and she says this in the most, like, in the most monotone way ever. It's like, yeah, 
and and just it's like it's like a normal thing for her but then you listen to what you say you're like wait what it's it's hilarious it's funny what do you think of that it is I mean yeah I just she was like I think I think that if I remember correctly like I remember reading or hearing um Zendaya talking about like the role and I think she said that like when she was initially cast like the Mm -hmm. part in Homecoming was like purposely Mm -hmm. smaller because it was supposed to be built up I guess over the trilogy so yeah because it was weird because like I I saw like when I saw her in Homecoming as a character I was like I really like her sense of humor and I wish we had more screen time with her but yeah um there's there's a a lot more screen time for her I think in, in Far From Home and of course you know uh being so kind of uh, integral to to the plot in, in mm-hmm. at least in the sense like Peter wanting to confess to her we yeah. do get a lot of um, screen time with her or a lot more than yep. we did in Homecoming yeah um, in this nice. movie and yeah and and Zendaya she like, did so amazing. good I cannot oh my God, she yeah, did so yeah good. she did an amazing job but I mean like this whole cast in general I think we talked about this a lot like yeah. when we were watching especially after watching No Way Home I think oh my god uh, yes. this cast of characters are like actors guys like the the like I mean can we just like nominate all of them for Oscars? Is that a thing? I wish we could, but damn it, they did so good. Like, awesome. Honestly, I cannot say this enough. You're absolutely right. They're great. They, they've done so amazing. But, and yeah, they have this trip going on and Peter's all excited about it. But then there's also this whole thing about, you know, like you mentioned this earlier because um, him and Aunt May are at this uh, support group for people who are displaced. And then, while Peter is happy to, you know, uh, you know, talk to them as Spider-Man because he was displaced too and all <laughs> those things. And suddenly he get he gets uh, asked a barrage of questions by a reporter that he's not ready for. And that's, that's kind of telling. And that is also uh, a very good, um, I, I wouldn't say a good, it's a, I, I want to say that it's like, uh, it forms a, it forms a nice base for where Peter is uh, where Peter's mind is in this movie because like <laughs> it's it's not easy for him that he lost another mentor or parental figure I mean of course he has Aunt May which is great and I'm super happy that she's still around for him but he saw what happened to Tony and that's that can never be easy so let's talk about that because the questions that they're asking him is hey will you take up what uh, will, will you take up where Iron Man left off and all those things and that those are not easy things to answer so let's talk about that yeah I think that's really tough because obviously I don't think any of the Avengers really thought about what would happen post mm. uh you know with Thanos I think they just thought like like I, I feel like especially once Endgame came around like the, the events exactly. of Endgame like they were kind of just taking it like a day at a time just seeing what they could yeah. do and like what they had available mm. as far as resources and how they could kind of leverage that to take exactly. down Thanos and like post Endgame it's like I don't think anybody was prepared for Tony to die for Nat to die for yeah. Steve to like essentially die via some weird time travel thing Mm -hmm. um so Mm -hmm. I think it that it did leave like a sort of void that I don't think anybody really particularly um planned to fill exactly in the sense I don't think like they ever discussed like what would happen and I feel like 
maybe they thought like, okay, if Tony dies, then like Steve will be around. Or like if Steve dies, Tony will be around. Or like if both Steve or and Tony die, then like Matt will be around. But like, but now all three the, of them are gone. And it's like a mm-hmm. fractured group now, honestly, right? That's what it yeah, seems like. A little bit. Yeah. It seems more also like that. I mean, I wouldn't say fractured because it seems like they're still maintaining communication, but it's mm. more like they're spread out and there's just so much work now to do because, uh, I mean, Thanos literally just, you know, messed yeah, it's up universal. the universe. It's not, yeah, not so it's not just, yeah, yeah, it's not like Earth, you know, it's just the only planet that's impacted. It's every single planet, every single so being. Carol's out and, there doing her thing. Mm-hmm basically and yeah, like yeah, you know yeah. strange is still doing his thing with like you know the multiverse which we learn now but <laughs> um yeah. and you know we don't really know what, what bruce get up gets up to but um yeah. i mean the the second third sorry ant-man movie is quantum mania so you know presumably scott is busy doing um the quantum realm something yeah in quantum realm, pretty much <laughs> yeah so like there's like, all these like yeah. different things and so um i don't think like I think they were kind of spread thin and like they obviously had a lot to do to kind of make up for everything that happened but I don't think anybody was really asking those questions like now who's going to be the leader and who's going to kind of step up and take charge and it definitely wasn't going to be a 17 year old kid who was like literally just looking for a break just wanted something normal um Mm -hmm. and and just had like a really simple goal and all he wanted to do was just kind of enjoy go through this plan and like yeah just enjoy a short break yeah yeah exactly and that's and let's talk about uh, we will talk about this later because it juxtaposes um uh, how peter was in homecoming versus what he thinks now which is a stark difference and we'll talk about that (laughs) (laughs) let's also talk about uh happy in what's going on between him and me which was hilarious let's talk about that a little bit yeah it seems like after the events of homecoming and having kind of been like a sort of chaperone slash mentor type figure to peter he and may were kind of thrown together so at the beginning of this movie when they're at that event for the displaced individuals yeah uh, happy and may kind of have like this thing going on yeah exactly (laughs) and and peter's just like what just happened what What am i witnessing what's going on well what the heck yeah, yeah it's strange and then the funny and then let's also talk about how i think this will this is how the the whole thing in the beginning with uh, nick fury and maria hill relates to what peter's doing because peter he's trying to reach peter through happy and peter's like no i'm not gonna talk to him i don't want to talk to nick fury but but happy's like yeah but you have to if you don't talk to him i'm gonna have to talk to him and i don't want to do that so let's because it's I mean, Nick Fury's a character. I love him, but he <laughs> is a character. So let's talk he about is, that. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's a fairly short scene, but it's really funny because it does kind of become a little bit of like a running gag throughout the movie, where it's like Peter obviously doesn't want to talk to Fury because he just wants to go on this trip yeah. and just enjoy himself for a little bit before yeah. I guess kind of getting back into things mm-hmm. um but happy is just like you have to talk to fury like it's non-negotiable but yeah. <laughs> there's that really funny scene where like he sends um Peter sends fury to voicemail and then happy picks up the phone like immediately afterwards because fury calls him and he's like no no no, he's not ghosting you I promise yeah and but that is kind of what Peter no. did so <laughs> he's ghosting you 
he's ghosting you, Fury. Give the kids some time. But yeah, so they go on this trip, which is fine. And um, it basically, Peter just hopes to not have, Peter just doesn't want to be Spider-Man in Europe. So he doesn't pack his suit. But Aunt May has done it for him. So let's talk about that. Yes, there's this really funny scene where I think when they land um, at customs in Europe, uh, like you said, he didn't take his suit because he was planning not to to take it. And he was also under the assumption that like Europe doesn't Mm. need him. Yeah, He was like, I'm not taking it, but May has graciously packed it for him um, Mm. along with the banana. And (laughs) this really funny scene where like a customs agent is like opening his suitcase and just staring at him with like the most annoyed kind of not annoyed but like unamused kind of look and yeah. he's like freaking out because like how do you explain the suit and like how like how is this going to go and you know he spent so long keeping his identity a secret and all of that and um now it's like essentially out there mm-hmm. and the agent just like removes the banana and she's like this no but yeah I yeah. mean like that whole sequence like just like you know the the trip over to Venice which is our first stop is really funny because we also mm-hmm. get some um really like hilarious moments on the plane um oh yeah there's like, uh there's one where like um the, the, it's a the whole trip for some for, reason like yeah oh yeah let's talk about Flash first because yeah. he's, he's being a jerk yeah I mean, that's not new, but like for some reason he's able to get into like first class, it seems. And he's got like a drink yeah. in his hand and he's busy like, you know, making fun of Peter. And like, I think there's a bit where like MJ is passing by and, and she sees him with a drink in hand. And so she like signals to a stewardess and she's like, ma'am, he's 16, not 21. Like she there's says about how he blipped. And, <laughs> and like the stewardess, of course, then takes the the uh, drink away and flashes just has like this really upset yep. look like, no. <laughs> Which is again, MJ is peak comedy. You will I know, love she her. She really she is. is. Her, her, I love like her, her some of her lines in this movie. They're hilarious. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll yeah, get to we more of them. But yeah, introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also we also get introduced to Brad, who's like one of the kids who I think was attending the school, up. but was yeah. yeah, he he was younger than them. And then when they blipped, and he didn't. Um, when they yeah. when they all came back, he was the same age as Peter and MJ, and yeah. Um, it seems like he's also vying for MJ's attention now. So Peter, unfortunately, does have a little bit of competition. Um, and then there's this really hilarious bathroom scene where like, <laughs> during the middle of the flight, Peter goes to use the restroom. And then when he exits, he sees MJ. So he goes back in and like wipes the He tries the whole to thing clean up her. so that she doesn't think he's a slob or something. Which is something, sweet. I don't know, which it is. I don't know that very many people would do that for even somebody as like... It's, it's, even if they're like as into somebody as Peter it's to MJ so mm-hmm. um that was really sweet and then there's mm-hmm. also like the bit where Peter's trying because like I guess they're the one they book tickets it Peter and yeah. Ned end up sitting together so he's trying to get Ned to help him switch yeah. seats so that he and MJ can sit together and Ned yeah. goes into like this whole story about how Peter has an allergy to perfume and he needs to switch seats and like yeah all of that and unfortunately what ends up happening is that Peter then ends up sitting next to his teacher and not his crush and Brad ends up sitting next to MJ for the entire flight and they seem to be kind of hitting it off so he's kind of I think no uh, it's bumming you about. about that but yeah I mean there's a lot of like really like I think they did a really good job of like portraying mm-hmm. like 
awkward teenage romance and yeah they did I, like I yeah I agree like a perfect example of that and there's like so many moments too like even when they land in Venice and they're like taking a tax like a water taxi to the hotel there's a bit where Peter and MJ keep looking they keep at each looking other, when the at each other. Looking. yeah which is like and every dude. time you see like Peter yeah he just looks so like I don't know how to put it like uh, like the hard eye emoji but yeah personified <laughs> hard eyes emoji so, yes. Uh, it, yes it's really sweet but yeah, they, they do make it to to Venice in one piece. Um, but like, mm-hmm. this, there's so many little things that I mean, I'm probably easily amused. So I found most of this. No, really let's funny. talk about the bow but, incident because oh my god. <laughs> I mean, there's there's uh, so many so many things, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean the uh, what do you call it the the like when they're on the the water taxi like we said you know Peter and MJ keep looking at each other and then um for a yeah. moment I thought you said bow incident and I was like what bow incident are they talking you talking about yeah I'm talking about like the I was like bow like b-o-w no <laughs> but um yeah like that's like I think like that's the first kind of um what do you call it it's like the first time I guess maybe that MJ is kind of clued into Peter kind of being interested in her but um, I think up to that point it it kind of seems one-sided from Peter's side but that like the one once they reach Venice and you know they're allowed to like wander I guess in their downtime Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so we do see this scene of Peter buying a necklace like he wanted to and then MJ kind of you know meets him as he's walking back getting out to regroup yeah uh, so yeah, that's when we get like this, the whole thing where she introduces Peter to the word bow and <laughs> it's a really funny scene. And, and I love it's, how it's she's like, I was born to use this word. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then she's just like, what's in the bag? And he's like, bow. <laughs> <laughs> so and her reaction and I was like, nice. So, and, yeah. and then Peter's like, oh my God, I'm talking to her. It's so cool. And like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think like this is, I mean, it's, a, it's again, like, it's just like a kind of minor thing, yeah. I guess, but it's just, it's nice that it's like, even though Peter was clearly interested in her, it wasn't as mm-hmm. one-sided as it was made out to be, because yeah. like this time it's like, you know, MJ seeking him out, or, you know, she's the one who like willingly started a conversation yeah, with him, not did. the other way she around. Um, and even in the beginning, you know, like she approaches Peter and Ned prior to the trip when they're all like in their mm-hmm. class and it's not like they, yeah. you know called her over like they went to talk to her or whatever so yeah um it's nice to see that it's it's even if peter's feelings are not confirmed it's like i mean if mj's feelings are for peter are not confirmed it's nice to see that at least she's kind of like reciprocating to something like you know it's like yeah uh, she's talking to him so it's kind of like okay cool kind of thing yeah true 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 (laughs) So yeah, they like we have like this really sweet scene between them, but unfortunately, you know, given that Parker luck, it just nothing good can ever last. So mm. we are introduced to um, another elemental. This time, it's a water elemental that just yeah. kind of pops up in the middle of like the, Ven- the canal. Venetian canal. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so Peter's kind of uh, forgive the alliteration, but he's in a bit of a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> you know he's no, he's left his suit in the hotel he can't be seen as spider-man yeah so he's in a little bit of a bind because he needs to do something to to make sure that you know people are safe and that's also he wove himself an person. intricate web <clears throat> sorry sorry <laughs> sorry 
but yeah I know what you mean for sure for sure but, yeah I mean it, it's 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 a really entertaining sequence because again it is like an action-packed sequence but it's one of the first mm. times I think that Peter has to kind of do it without a suit because even in Homecoming we did see him fight the vulture mm. without his you know high-tech his iron actual spider high-tech suit, suit. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah but even then you know he was still masked and he was still in a suit it was just a different type of suit whereas now yep. he's just in his everyday like kind of street clothes like his Peter Parker clothes <laughs> and yeah. he doesn't really have much in the way of like a disguise or like a cover-up no, so um he kind of just goes into action with like a weird carnival mask or something that he just like picked yeah. up off the sidewalk and um he, he Dude, kind of, people can you know, still recognize to... you man that's but what yeah. i would assume right and like i mean we'll, we'll get into it also a little bit later when we talk mm-hmm. about it but like mj is super observant and she's also like right there yeah. and so my thing is like ned is not an issue because ned knows but like ned knows yeah exactly, exactly if you're trying to keep it a secret i don't know that you, you did a great job peter <laughs> come on peter but, in any You're event, to be a um, smart Mac baby boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he is smart. I think it just sometimes it's he he just makes questionable decisions about certain mm-hmm. things. And I don't know if this is one of them, but I do find it funny that he just thinks that putting a mask over his head is somehow gonna prevent people from recognizing him. <laughs> yeah, man. He but to- yeah, he, yeah, he he's able to like, you know, even though he's only wearing a mask as like cover up. He's able to kind of leap into action and um, Mysterio's do there. His best to like, the, yeah. The, the guy, sorry, not Mysterio, but it is well, Mysterio. <laughs> but we'll find out. We'll find out that he's been given that name later. But yeah, the guy who fought the elemental in Mexico is here fighting this elemental too. And mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this that Peter just says something really funny, like "I'm really strong and sticky." <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we were talking about, about I think that. off recording and. Yeah. yeah there's a moment where like Mysterio I mean Peter's trying to you know do his part to like stop mm-hmm. this elemental and not yeah. having a ton of su- success because you know water and webs don't really go together they don't <laughs> or yeah. like a web mm-hmm. is not going to really stop water but um when Mysterio is you know introduced and like you said we don't know him as Mysterio just yet we just know that he's kind this of involved with the elemental yeah, somehow yeah, yeah. yeah um when Mysterio is introduced Peter just pops up and he's like Please, sir, I can help. I'm super strong and sticky. I like, which I think is like one of the funniest ways to introduce yourself. Like, I yeah. mean, I feel like it might have been easier just to be like, "I'm Spider Man," but also, you know, he couldn't say that because he wasn't. He couldn't say that in because he suit. wasn't Spider Man just so, then. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I just think as like as introductions go, it's a really funny way to introduce yourself. Like, it is. Doesn't give a name. Just I'm super strong and sticky. <laughs> <laughs> which you know, like I feel like. But, I don't know. It just the way it was presented was just I thought really funny. Yeah, yeah. But I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mysterio is able to kind of you know take care of the water elemental, and Peter's actually feeling really great about this, even though he wasn't able to do much himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's feeling relieved that somebody's on the scene and can clearly handle this. And, handle you know, it. Sort yeah, of he issue. looks like he can handle it for sure. Yeah, for sure. yeah, and like any sort of issue that might pop up, clearly this guy has has it covered, and so he's like mm-hmm. telling Ned, he's like like it's great I can just focus on my plan you know I think MJ mm. really likes me and I'm gonna tell her at some point and yeah um unfortunately for yeah. for Peter he doesn't get really any time to like <laughs> relax um, yeah yeah or do much. any of I those mean, things yeah yeah it's it's there's like a very quick I guess um 
I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I guess like turnaround time, if that makes any sense where it's mm. like Peter is like starting to feel confident about the ability to enact his plan. And then all of a sudden Nick Fury is sitting in his hotel room, you know, kind of Frank yelling at him. Bed. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Poor yeah, kid. like, dude, but, chill, um, you know? Yeah, well, to be fair, I mean, not that Fury should have, you know, used a tranquilizer on a high schooler, but he didn't know that Ned knew Peter's identity, I guess. And I guess even though Ned knew who Peter was, Ned didn't need to know who Fury was. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Fury was a little over the top with, you know, using a tranquilizer on Ned, but Fury is kind of upset that... um, Fury's Fury. Fury's furious. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind of, you know, busy, like lecturing Peter, like you're a really hard person to track down. Like I need to Mm. talk to you. And he pretty much just forces Peter to, um, like follow him and, and, you know, help him. And he just, he just wants to get Peter out of the hotel so they can talk. So uh, Peter does go with Fury. Um, and as they're traveling to their destination, Fury gives Peter, a pair of glasses that Tony glasses. had left for him yeah. and uh, it comes with like a little note that says to the next Tony Stark I choose you and so it seems like a really sweet type of thing you know like Tony's just giving somebody mm. his glasses so um, I think Peter feels a little bit touched by it also a little bit sad because his mentor is of course dead unfortunately yeah. he's not and, around um, exactly yeah yeah Fury is kind of you know he, he takes Peter to I guess like this underground secret layer mm. type thing <laughs> where you know some shield activity is happening and he finally introduces peter and beck, i guess yeah, the viewers mysterio. as well yeah, yeah to to quentin beck who is also going yep. by mysterio as the kids in, in midtown have dubbed him so um yeah. yeah we find out some pretty interesting information about mysterio which is mm-hmm. i think a nice way to uh set up the multiverse so Absol- oh yeah <laughs> i agree because yeah, because we didn't know about the multiverse. And I love how excited Peter is about this whole thing. It's amazing. So he's like, oh my God, do you mean there's an actual multiverse? Which is cool. I mean, it's, it's, I love how excited he is about the whole thing. But then this quickly turns into Peter being like, isn't there anyone else who can handle this? Um, which is such a stark contrast to how Peter was in Homecoming. Because I really think that if, this was something that came came by his way when uh, in Homecoming, he would have jumped at the chance. So let's talk mm-hmm. about that too. Yeah, I think Homecoming was all about like, I think Peter wanting to prove he had what it takes mm. to be an Avenger and that he mm-hmm. could step up to the plate when needed and he could be relied upon to, you Agreed. know, help and, and save the world. And he did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think all the Avengers did, but Peter also had a huge part in it, like, you know, any other mm. Avenger. So it's, yeah, it's not that he was never capable of doing it. I think in Homecoming, it was just kind of like Tony and Peter not really understanding where the other was coming from because Tony has been in this business for a bit and he's seen what it can do. He knows, I think, the sacrifice that people have to make to be in that position. To deal with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Peter is like, at at the start of Homecoming, he's like, what, like 14, 15? Mm. Yeah, he's, he's like, at most like a sophomore in high school he's still essentially a kid so you know it's, boy. yeah it's not really something i think that mm. 
he he needs to be in. Although I think as the years, we can definitely understand why Peter wants to be in this line of work and why he mm. wants to do what he does. But um, I think between homecoming and, and far from home, you know, Peter goes through a whole bunch of crazy Being things, like, you know, but, yeah, things, like you know? fighting yeah. in space, like literally tangling with Thanos. Like, I mean, it's, he goes through a lot of stuff and I think he's starting to yeah. realize probably a little bit better where Tony's coming from and how, mm. even though the superhero life is all like hyped up and talked about in this really, I guess, um, positive it is cool. light. It's, I'm not saying it's, it's not cool. cool. Yeah. But it, it you uh, know, it does come with like sacrifices right. and, and yeah. Um, that there is like you know a price for all of this and so I think now yeah. Peter's understanding that like while it's great that he was able to do these things he's kind of ready for just like a small break and so he yeah. he thinks like you know there's also other people who are better qualified to handle it and so yeah, this he's level kind of, of coming at it like yeah exactly yeah, like I'm not the correct person Fury don't you have somebody else who can take care of this and Fury is just like no um and um Beck also explains like he's from like a different version of Earth and yeah. so in his earth uh the elementals have destroyed everyone and everything mm, and so mm. now that they're popping up again uh he thinks that you know they need to be dealt with now otherwise this current earth peter's earth is is under threat yeah. and so peter kind of reluctantly takes on this task although you know he really just wants to just go on this just trip and just tell him how yeah. he feels and exactly. um there's a bit I think where he talks about how he says like I like I just wanted to have like a normal vacation or something or he says no I think he's like I didn't I didn't think I had I to save the world I didn't think I'd again. have to save the world this summer yeah 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 and he's like commenting on how that makes him sound selfish but like I think as viewers also we can understand because he's just a kid and um and even otherwise I mean the Avengers work best when they're a team when any one of them has to kind of like take on the responsibility or the burden of trying to do everything themselves it's a lot and it's probably never works well either Mm -hmm. yeah so um I think Peter's starting to feel like everybody's just looking to him for answers and he doesn't know because you know he just he's kind of like fresh off this adventure type thing with Thanos you know he just wants like a break and everybody's kind of looking to him for leadership and guidance and he hasn't even really thought about that and so he is not um, yeah I -hmm. think it's also a little bit tough for him to say no to Fury (laughs) um yeah yeah I know (laughs) I think he's kind of just he's trying his best to like I think not be annoyed by everything but I think like deep down he's a little bit um, frustrated that people just keep asking him to do things and and part of it too is I think also like he can't say no because I think mm. he understands like what's at stake and and it's also I feel like one of those things where um, sometimes you feel better if you just do something yourself versus leaving it to somebody else mm. and um, I think that's kind of probably how Peter felt a little bit because clearly Beck needed help and he mm. couldn't just take on you know all of these elementals by himself although he did take on I think two out of the three or three out of four yeah, whatever yeah because I think but, yeah yeah when when Peter meets Beck I think by that time Beck is saying that there's only one elemental left which is the fire elemental which is unfortunately the, the one most that powerful took his one. family and, and stuff. yeah the one yeah. that took his family so so Fury is like very hell-bent on trying to get Peter to do this mission or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah and so um peter is just kind of 
like, no, I really can't. I don't think I'm qualified and I don't want to, although he doesn't admit that to Fury. So mm-hmm. Fury like reluctantly lets Peter go, even though, you know, he's saying like, you know, we have this meeting thing in Prague, we need you. And mm-hmm. Peter's like, I can't, I can't be seen. And so Fury's just like, all right, fine, you can leave. You can and leave. of course, the as soon as Peter gets back to the hotel, they find out later in that their next stop on their itinerary it's is going the to very be same in place. Prague. That, yeah. Yes same place that Fury said Peter needed to be surprisingly or not surprisingly <laughs> yep and um, Peter's and like I think Nick Fury just hijacked our vacation which is yeah accurate yeah, yeah so um you know the it, I don't really think the hijacking stops there their itinerary is changed but then they they travel by bus to Prague and there's also a bit where like they take a, a mm. stop like a break for you know bathroom usage and all of that and yep. peter's directed to to go into like this separate building and he meets this, another agent who gives him a new suit because of peter's concern of being seen in his spider-man suit yeah and so um she's like very business-like and she's like try it on try it on and like take off your clothes and there's this exactly really, like, like- kind of funny scene where Peter's like undressing and like trying to try the suit on and before he can try it on of course Brad comes in and he of course immediately like it's you know that meme where it's like I've connected two dots and the other person's like you've connected nothing that's kind of what it is (laughs) yeah connected shit I've connected everything (laughs) is that yeah yeah it's exactly that meme because brad is already forming ideas and peter is of course like no no no, this is not what you think it is um brad being the jerky is you know of course takes a picture and so by the time they get back on the bus peter's a little bit desperate because brad has essentially threatened to reveal this like compromising situation yeah yeah, to mj and he's like i think he says something like oh she deserves to know the truth or something and it's like but Mm. what truth is it if it's distorted and like you don't even know all the facts but yeah anyway neither here nor there i mean clearly he did it Mm. because he was also vying for mj's attention but um but yeah peter's feeling like i think really like worried I think, yeah, and like stressed by this idea of Brad showing yep. MJ this super compromising picture that is completely taken out of context, but also like he can't explain. Like yep. assuming MJ did see the picture, there's no way to tell her like, I was trying yeah. on a Spider-Man suit because I'm Spider-Man. Yeah, how do you? Uh, how would you explain that? Like, there's no way to explain that. There isn't, and also I like this made me think of. Uh, I don't really know if this counts as a spoiler because it's in the trailers for No Way Home. But mm-hmm. in the trailers that have already been released, so hopefully everyone has seen them. If not, spoiler warning again. But mm-hmm. there's like a bit where, um, like Peter is saying, like in in a voiceover, he's like, I, like how do you tell somebody that you're Spider Man? Which is exactly this. Like, there's no way he can explain it to MJ mm-hmm. at this point in time because she doesn't yeah. know. And I think explaining in that sort of scenario would just be really weird. So, it would. Um, yeah, Peter. For you know, he's just kind of like hiding out in the back of the bus, and it, and it, I think he he puts on Tony's glasses, and that's when we find <laughs> out that they're not just like regular glasses; they're his AI glasses, and called the AI assistant Edith. is called Edith. Yes, and the <laughs> Which, Tony and, being Tony, uh, Tony, you little it's, shit. It's yeah, it's it, again just like tiny little details that just end up. <laughs> Even, this movie even so dead, good. I'm yeah. the hero. Like, really? Really, Tony? Really, man? 
I mean, I love yeah, you. Get, I mean, I, I love the introduction of Edith, though, because it's a really funny scene where Peter's talking to her and she's an AI. So, you know, of course, AIs don't really have emotion or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so she she explains that like she's connected to the Stark network. And so she can mm. see everybody's communication and all of that. Yeah. And so um when when peter you know after having his picture taken in the super compromising position yeah um, when they get back on the bus he's using edith and he's like i need you to to like stop sending the, like stop brad from sending this picture and i think yeah. edith is like is he a target and he's like yes not realizing <laughs> that edith means like do i send literally drones after him? yeah but yeah, there is a drone that ends up being sent to essentially take out Brad. And then Peter has to deal with the, the drone while also preventing the entire bus from mm-hmm. seeing him as, you know, Spider-Man or in action. Exactly. And so like, that's a really funny sequence. But I think that my favorite bit is the end where like Brad is then scrolling through his phone. And then he's like, it's so weird. It was right there. And he's like trying to convince MJ that he had this super like shady Crazy picture of Peter. Picture. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. like, it's nowhere to be found. And she's like, yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. And she's like, okay, this guy's starting out to be a weirdo. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like funny. I mean, I, I don't think MJ would have even believed it. And she would have been like, why are you even doing this kind of thing? But in in context it's funny it's funny mm-hmm. basically right yeah <laughs> yeah so Prague like once they get to Prague that's like a whole nother kind of fiasco almost for Peter because um unfortunately he and his friends and his classmates are now at the very location that they don't want or like they wouldn't want to be if they really knew what was going on but um, mm-hmm. Peter has to kind of juggle both his classmates and friends' safety and also just yeah. stopping this elemental, which is now supposedly popping up in Prague. And so exactly. um, he kind of <clears throat> pulls some strings because he thinks, you know, maybe if I keep my classmates away and inside, away from any sort of action, I can they'll deal be with safe. this and yeah. be done with it kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> But unfortunately, it doesn't really work out. So I think yeah. he manages to like get the itinerary changed so that instead of attending like a carnival festival, mm-hmm. the entire class is um, sent like, to they get tickets opera. to an opera. Yeah. And um, I think he's he's trying to use it as like cover so he can sneak out and then fight the elementals and then hopefully slip back in before anybody notices. But unfortunately. Yep that doesn't work out either um because he has like this there's really sweet moment between peter and mj at the opera yeah it's really um, sweet how P- she comes up to him and she's like hey you want to go on a pair of glasses together like the opera glasses and he's like i yeah. just like the way like when they enter the opera there's a really funny scene where like i think mj is like looking around and yeah. then like peter just like kind of pops up next to her and he's like you look really pretty and like without missing a beat she's like and therefore I have therefore value. I have value and Peter's and like no like the, it's like the, it's like the other meme where it's like peter.exe it stopped working yes <laughs> like uh that's not See, what I this meant. is what we mean when we say MJ is peak comedy because she is <laughs> she's ridiculous she really is I mean she has like some of like the best lines yeah but yeah. 
Pretty much. Um, yeah, like you said, there's a sweet moment where like she's like, Do you want to go down a pair of opera glasses? And Peter has also like a communication device in his ear that Fury is busy yeah. yelling at him through. And so yeah. there's like that really funny moment where he's talking to Fury, but MJ thinks he's talking to him or to her rather. Or, yeah. He's saying no to Fury or in response and, to Fury's question. Yeah, it's it's um, it's confusing, but yeah. To her, yeah, it's to Peter. He's just trying to, like, you know, juggle talking and to the and, you know, keeping theory, I think, uh, like, not at bay, but keeping Occupy. theory. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Sort of. But it doesn't but, work. And um, unfortunately, he has to go. And, he does, yes. But the really and, sweet thing, I think, yeah. is also that, like, MJ just follows him out. She, like, he sees does. that Peter's not coming back and she's like, I'm not staying here. And yep. also, she, she's like, you know, she's an observer. Oh my God, did person, we mention so. Betty and Ned? I don't think we mentioned Betty We and didn't, Ned. no, there's just like, again, so many just minor details. But yeah, Betty and Ned, yeah. uh, they sat together on the plane as a result of Ned's like botched plan to help Peter sit next to MJ. Yeah, and, and suddenly now they're together. Um, like, yeah, it's it's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there are a so couple. And so they're when, together. And, yeah, they're, and then they're, Betty's like, hey, Ned. Why is MJ going out to the carnival? Let's follow. And Ned is like freaking out because he knows why they're here. And it's like not working out. And it's like. <laughs> so yeah, they end up going not... to the carnival, which is the site of where the elementor, elemental is. And it's not fun. So let's talk about that because this is where a lot of shit goes down. So let's talk about it. Yes, unfortunately. So yeah, this fire elemental does pop up in Prague as predicted. Uh, Peter is, you know, struggling to kind of help Beck because he and Beck are kind of managing fine on their own, but Bed, uh, sorry, Beth, can't talk, Ned and Betty. It's like yeah. a weird shift name for them. I don't know what came out, but <laughs> but uh, Ned and Betty have also snuck out and they're now, you know, yeah. like during this In whole fight scene, they're kind of trapped on a yeah. Ferris wheel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and MJ had also snuck out to find Peter, but she's nowhere to be found or not mm. nowhere to be found, but she's a little bit away from the action. And so yeah. um, she's not as in as much danger as uh betty and ned Ned, are and so peter has to kind of work on protecting them and helping back and there's this really like strange line i think in the movie um in the sense i think uh i think it's beck that says like stopping the elemental here and now no matter the cost is like their best bet and so that to me every time I saw the movie and I heard him say that line it's like he's implying that like it doesn't matter the casualties it doesn't matter who dies we just stop this thing here and now but that's not the way Peter operates and of course you know his best friend and his best friend's girlfriend's life is in danger and for him he can't just look the other way and be like oh they're casualties Yeah. yeah so um yeah it's it's a very I think tough position for Peter to be mm-hmm. in, and um, he he kind of you know he 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 does the best he can, and they do manage to beat the fire elemental. Um, in the process, uh, MJ like there's a piece of debris I think that has like flown off from the fight, and MJ from the fight, and MJ it. manages to and keep like, yeah she yeah, yeah take it yeah, yeah and she um, just and it. of course afterwards you know Fury's like not yelling at Peter, pleased with yeah. Peter. like yeah, i don't understand 
uh, theories? Well, like I have some theories, but I, I can't mm-hmm. discuss them now because we haven't gotten to like the big reveal at the we'll end. We'll talk about but, that. We'll um, talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I have some theories as to why theory was so the like, way he was basically yeah <laughs> but yeah um so but then this has peter feeling all down and he's actually talking to mysterio about this uh who is actually quentin beck let's call him by his actual name here so mm-hmm. they they're talking and then peter's just like i wish i could just have a normal summer i don't i didn't want to get involved in any of this and he ba- and then quentin, and he basically hands over control of Edith to this guy because he feels like Quentin's more capable and he feels like (laughs) he shouldn't be doing all of this just yet and he does what he thinks is the best thing to do and he leaves um which again leads to a sweet moment with uh MJ because the trip has been canceled because of everything that's going on and then uh Peter just you know he just decides to go for it and he's like he goes to mj and he's like i just i don't want to i don't want this trip to be over uh but it's our last night here considering so do you want to just do something fun before we leave and it's sweet it's like he's finally plucking up the courage to do this so let's talk about that because more crazy shit happens here so let's talk about that Yes, there's a lot of crazy things happening. And I think right after, um, I mean, one, it's also just really sad that Peter handed over the the classes yeah. on like a misinterpretation because mm-hmm. Tony had given the note that says to the next Tony Stark, I choose you. And initially yeah. Fury had interpreted to mean Tony has chosen Peter to be the next Tony Stark. Peter at this point interprets it to mean Tony has chosen Peter to hand it to the next Tony Stark, as in Peter should Mm. be selecting the next Tony Stark. So yeah, yeah, after this, you know, battle with the fire elemental, he's not feeling the greatest. And um, so he transfers Edith over to Beck and, you know, gives him all like full access or control um, with Edith. And he kind of, like you said, goes back to the hotel. And I think, there's a really like interesting contrast with the way um, Peter's next scene plays out and what happens with Beck right after because as soon as Beck gets the glasses and Peter Mm -hmm. leaves we get a really big maybe surprising reveal for people who don't really follow the comics as closely Um, and everything like Peter and and Beck are in a bar and they're having a drink Peter's having like lemonade or something so he's being um, a good boy he's being a good responsible boy basically yes yeah. <laughs> um and so like they're talking and then peter leaves this bar and then after he's gone or like as soon as he's out of sight we start seeing yeah. like different things like fade away and you realize that everything in this bar or like a good chunk of things um has just been an illusion and then Beck mm. says like something weird like that was easy or something like that mm-hmm. and so we get mm-hmm. the first like clue that beck is not who he says he is and then exactly. you know, right after we have like the super sweet moment where uh, MJ and Peter kind of sneak out from the hotel mm-hmm. um, because I just want to have like a nice night out and they're walking and it's like a really sweet moment. And then Peter's trying to like muster up the courage to like tell her Stop and go to through her. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, he's like just about to say it. And he's like, MJ, I, and she's like, I'm Spider-Man. And Peter's just like, what? <laughs> what? No. Did you just notice me because I was Spider-Man? 
and she's she's being a little mean about this and he's like yeah why else would I notice you <laughs> and it's it's kind of harsh it, uh, because that's not the truth but then it's not he's no, not telling also, her the truth it, it's kind of frustrating yeah. her as well so yeah I think MJ's also not like a naturally very open person like she's, she's not, not very oh like, no no no, no. She, she doesn't not. like wear her on her sleeve so I think she's like yeah. very guarded and, and very closed she off is. and so when Peter reminds us of someone her, else don't you think yes <laughs> there's a lot of like parallels I want to make but yeah, I guess it's for a later time no way home but damn hell damn it damn it yeah. damn it but yeah I know what you mean reminds us of someone else that we absolutely love but yes I agree she's very guarded and she's not very open she makes plans for plans and all those things it's like she she's very she's I wouldn't I, I don't know if I should call her meticulous or careful I don't know what do you think I mean, I think she is, but I think as far as, you know, relationships and feelings go, she is very guarded and closed off. And so when Peter mm. asks her, I don't think she's ready to admit whatever the truth is. And I think exactly. for her, the logical answer is just, no, of course I wasn't watching you or like, or of course, um, of course I don't like you. Jeez, yeah, don't yeah. embarrass me. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's so bad. it's, um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's more that just she's just a closed off person and it's hard for her to open up. It's, mm-hmm. I think, probably makes her feel vulnerable and probably feels oh, yeah. she's not and used she to. She doesn't but... like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. But so, yeah, there's yeah. a really sweet moment on the bridge where Peter tries to confess. MJ does um, guess that he's Spider Man and initially he like denies it, but then MJ mm-hmm. has like kind of chosen proof so she has like that exactly, little that piece thing. of debris that she collected yeah, exactly um same webbing and everything so she's like how is yeah. this possible yeah yeah so um we get another reveal which is that um she i think she it, it it's a projector that she picked up from the fight and so when it, she's in the process showing it to peter and trying to prove her point that like this weird new figure called Night Monkey who's been seen seems to have the same webbing as Spider-Man. Yeah. Aren't they the same person? And Peter's trying to like convince her, no, they're two different people. And she couldn't have seen him because he's not Spider-Man. Yeah. And so MJ's trying to make her point. And in the process of doing so, this projector thing goes off and we see yeah. like an image of like one of the elementals. And they're both kind of like startled by it because it doesn't make any sense. And like Peter and says feels literally so right real. after. Yeah. yeah there was like damage destruction everything looked and felt so real and so yeah. when they're trying to figure out you know like who would benefit from this and then you know you see like a little kind of animation of like mysterio fighting mm. this elemental that's very mm-hmm. obviously fake so then peter has like this like oh my god i just it's literally like i messed up <laughs> i really messed up kind of thing yeah. absolutely yeah and so yeah, then yeah, he's yeah. like of course he has to clue him or like not clue her in because mj did figure it out but he has to tell her the I truth and, now <laughs> and i really messed up and she's yeah. like wait you're being serious right now you're not yeah. joking because i was only 67 percent sure <laughs> but um yeah there's this really like kind of funny exchange between them and peter mm-hmm. like trying to tell her like we need to go and yeah. so um yeah that they mj does figure it out peter then has to rush to germany where fury says he was going to be to help yeah or like you know convince I think fury the that... european police or something basically they were going to meet mm-hmm. the european police to deal with the whole situation to see if there's anything else they could do or something like that pretty much yeah 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 so um peter has to like rush to germany mm-hmm. 
and he can't even call Fury because he thinks, you know, his phone might be tapped, Beck might be spying on him. So he rushes to Germany. Um, Fury manages to like kind of intercept him. And yeah. once they're at like a secure location, he starts asking Peter like all these questions. And Peter's in the process of trying to explain when his Peter yeah. Tingle <laughs> goes off. <laughs> Peter Tingle. And we get one of, I think, like the most like I don't even know how to describe it, like crazy scenes in this movie. Yeah. Um, so like the location that they're in is under attack and, you know, there's a lot of explosions and stuff. And then we find mm. out that it's not even really a location, like in the process of this whole fight, um, we find out that it's just Beck and his drones. And they've made like this entire thing out of- Now like, he it's, has it's control of Beated, so he can basically and, do anything he wants with it. That's the mm-hmm. whole deal Yeah, right and, and yeah. he's found out that, you know, a piece of his- um, tech went missing and he's also like a psycho we find out that he used to work for tony until he got fired and that just made him laid off for mental instability yeah yeah but also he was kind of you know but yeah becky is it's it's a little bit crazy he goes Mm -hmm. um he decides like just because one piece of tech is missing and that it's like evidence out there that could potentially uh, incriminate him. him. Yeah, he decides like Peter has to die for it now. So he's fully died, prepared to kill literally. this high school kid, yeah. which yeah. can I just say is a really stupid idea. Um, it is. But uh, I mean, he's obviously got some issues he needs to work with. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he like he creates this super elaborate illusion. And um, like there's a lot of like really little things in this illusion as well. Like there's a, a, a bit where um, it, I don't know, it was kind of, like, bittersweet because it, like, he, Mysterio makes an illusion of, like, MJ at the top of, I think, the Eiffel Tower and, you know, he's, like, yeah. she's, like, telling, like, calling for Peter's help or whatever and then she, like, Mysterio, like, throws her off the the yeah. tower and then Peter immediately dives after and he's, like, I think it was just, it was really interesting because, like, I know this isn't real and Mysterio's, like, do you? And then even though he's fairly certain it's an illusion, he's, like, he can't take the chance that it's not an illusion so he just yeah. jumps after her anyway and there's, like, a bit with, like, zombie iron man and mysterious oh, yeah. voiceover saying and, like this and, is all your fault and um, yeah no it's a lot of so it's so illusion. sad because he literally says if if you'd done your uh, best he'd actually probably be here or something which is like yeah i think something to that effect which is so mean like dude you're 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 a psychopath man like stop he doesn't need i know <laughs> i know he great like just the poor boy just wants to like tell his girlfriend well not yet but he wants to tell this girl he likes how he feels and then hopefully she'll become his girlfriend and yeah literally did not ask for any of this but um yeah Beck comes up with a super elaborate illusion to trick Peter and then um tries to kill Peter he's not very good at it yeah but um he, he does unfortunately get poor Peter run over by a train but he's not Spider-Man for no reason. You know, he's got super yeah. strength, I think, is one of his, like, abilities. And he basically and so... can heal. Yeah, I think uh, he's got yeah. self-healing or something. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so Peter does survive the initial attack, but then I think he's kind of, like, aware of, you know. Stranded. Like, now he he's, knows, like, yeah. mm-hmm. like he, he knows the length that Beck will go to now to stop to, him. And so yeah. um, Peter has to, like, get back to his friends and he ends up like all I think all the way in the Netherlands and so mm-hmm. he calls Hoppy for help and there's this really like 
um, bittersweet scene where when Happy first finds Peter, Peter is like really wary. He's like, tell me something only you would know because he's already been tricked a couple of times yeah. now and he's not falling for it anymore. And then Tricks, it's, it's yeah. a sad moment because it's like, you're, you really feel for him because he, he like he only had the best intentions and he's kind of been yeah. essentially played but then Happy gives us a, this very funny story of like when Peter was in Germany he ordered a film that was rated too high and Happy knew it was an adult <laughs> film <laughs> and he's like okay oh, wait stop <laughs> okay okay fine I know it's you all right fine <laughs> yeah and funny. so we get like this um Happy and, and, and Peter try to kind of regroup with his friends and we get this I think it's yeah. actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie, like this really like deep, meaningful conversation between Happy and Peter. Mm-hmm. And Happy's like, you're all alone. Your friends are in danger. What are you going to do? And yeah. um, there's this super cool like seat, like bit where Peter decides to like remake his own suit. And yeah. so like he has access to Tony's tech and, and he's making his suit. And like, there's this really... Um, heartwarming moment where like Happy is just watching him and you can clearly see like he reminds Happy of, of like, Tony. Tony which is so <laughs> sweet like, yeah and yeah. then also like there's a there's another I mean that whole like the entire like plane sequence of Happy is I think one of my favorites because there's just so much in it like Happy yeah. telling Peter that like he doesn't think Tony would have sacrificed himself what he did. not knowing that Peter was yeah. going to be there. Also, yeah. also, I loved how he was like, yeah, to- it, no one could live up to Tony. Not even Tony. He always second-guessed himself. So it's not just you. Calm down. That. I love that. Yeah, but then I think he also says, like, the one thing he didn't second-guess was you. Was and Which so again, I think that kind of, beautiful. like, yeah. yeah, it gives Peter some confidence to, to, like, just do what he does. And so, yeah, Peter makes a new suit for himself, which is really cool. Um, and then they use actually Flash, who's you know great at like live streaming. <laughs> they use Flash's live streams to to pinpoint that the entire class has now moved on to London in their quest to get home. So when they get to London, yeah. um, you know Peter's busy trying to like alert his class and and um, I think just protect them because Mysterio is also making a move and, and planning big epic things and for him yeah because he revealed to, to like... them that I think that's because he was tricked into revealing to Beck that Ned and MJ know about this yeah and possibly Betty too so yeah, yeah. so Mysterio is like he he has a couple of goals here one to kill peter's friends because they could potentially implicate him and two just to yeah. level a city or do some damage and make, make him look threat. like yeah, yeah exactly. to look like an avenger so um yeah. so yeah so london is, is kind of going to london kills two birds with one stone because it's a big mm. city and he can use it as his playground and level it and then emerges yeah. the hero kind of like syndrome from the incredibles right so, exactly uh, yeah, so Peter has like a mission now. He has to save his friends. He's not going to put them in danger. And he also has to stop Mysterio because mm. the dude clearly is deranged and needs to be exposed. He is. Um, Come on, so yo. So Hoppy being the great guy that he is kind of locates um, MJ, Ned, and Betty, and then also Flash who kind of follows them. Uh, and um, unfortunately, because Flash has now associated himself with them, he also has a target on its back. So um, Happy kind of has to like keep these kids, like he's protected. keep these idiot kids safe. Yeah, and and Peter is kind of left to like 
fend for himself and take down the drones and there's yeah. a really epic scene where like the the scene with him um taking down the drones I mean his plan is kind of simple but I think effective he says he's like he's gonna go inside Mysterio's illusion take yeah. out all the drones and then that was the pretty end, cool. he's just a guy <laughs> it was yeah so like yeah he very like I think I thought it was a really clever plan mm-hmm. um and like the way he just like very effectively and, and almost easily just destroyed a crap ton of drones yeah and Mysterio I think at one point because like Mysterio he's an illusionist essentially he's just using tech to make illusions and that's true. Um, make the damage look I mean the damage is real but the you know that's the cause of them isn't it's all just technology mm. and so um I think Peter does enough damage to get Mysterio to drop the illusion and then, I think he gets um, enough drones offline. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Correct. yeah. To Correct. the point where like Mysterio then has his people like drop the illusion and then just solely focuses on killing Peter. Yeah. And he has like one drone, I think, or like two drones that are out to mm-hmm. kind of target his friends and happy. But mm-hmm. the rest of the drones, you know, Peter is just essentially going to take care of. And um, I mean, Peter deals with the majority of them pretty well. But he does. Um, you know there's still a huge amount of drones and so he and, has to and kind they're of... dangerous because quentin has control of them and he's basically creating illusion after illusion and you don't know which is which right now that's like insane yeah, yeah. i think when he drops the illusion it's definitely easier to see but there's mm-hmm. still i mean peter's one kid and there's so many drones and so he goes kind of straight for mysterio yeah. um and so yeah he, he does manage to kind of corner beck and mm-hmm. um again there's like a really cool scene where um beck is kind of surrounded by drones and peter doesn't really know what's real and what's an illusion because you know whether beck made it or whoever made it the the drones are capable of cloaking themselves and that's probably what made the illusion so effective in the first place yeah yeah so um yeah he doesn't he kind of has to rely on his spider sense or peter tingle whatever you want to call it (laughs) to like get by and so yeah, there's this really cool scene. Peter Tingle is funny. Kind of just, Let's just call it that. It, it's it funny. is funnier, yes. <laughs> but he's yeah. like, he has to like rely on that to like fight Mysterio and and get past the drones, and um, he's able to. And it's like a really cool sequence because he's essentially fighting with his eyes closed. And like I yeah. think, like in that sequence, the way it's also presented, it's like there's no sound. It's just or like no music rather. There's sound. Oh yeah. But, um, yeah. No, they presented that really well. It was like really cool how they did that. I yeah, agree. Yeah, I yeah. really, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, Peter is able to finally, you know, corner Mysterio. And we get like this really interesting scene where um Mysterio or Beck, whatever you want to call him, is like screaming at Edith to like fire all drones. And she's like, You're in the line of fire. And he's like, I don't care, just do it. And so, like Edith says, because you know, she's an AI, she knows things. Mm-hmm. Um, he does get injured um, in in the yeah. process of trying to kill Peter, yep. but mm-hmm. Peter stops him. And like, there's this bit where um, he's on the ground and, and Peter is like standing over him and he's like, you, you can't win or like, you can't hurt me. Or I forget specifically what he says, but it, to, he's just says something to the effect of like, I'm not going to fall for it anymore. But basically uh, trick he, me. he almost does. You can't trick me anymore because that scene mm-hmm. was really cool because you think he's down on his knees and, he tries mm-hmm. to take his glasses, but then you hear a gunshot, and then Peter immediately grabs uh, the actual person's wrist, which is like so cool. I love it. It's yeah, because like even at the end, like Beck was still hiding himself or shouting himself yeah. in illusions. But yeah. I think Peter had just kind of learned to trust his instinct and mm. his 
Peter Tingle, and that was enough to like help him. Right. Yeah. Even though it looked like Beck was on the ground, like dying and handing Peter Tony's glasses like a parting gift, the real Beck was next to Peter, literally about to shoot him in the head. But um, Peter manages to kind of, I guess, defuse the situation. Yeah. 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 Um, And and he is able to ultimately shut down all the drones and stop Beck. And then after that, we get a really, really sweet scene where um, (laughs) MJ and Peter reunite. And um, she's like talking about how she like she brought like a mace because they were hiding out in the Tower of London yeah. just to help just yeah. in case Peter needed it and then um Peter had also given Happy the necklace he purchased to give to MJ in case something happened to him yeah. and so Happy did give it to MJ but unfortunately it's like it's broken, broken and uh shattered into a couple different pieces and Peter's mm. of course really dejected me it's like no I had this plan and I was gonna tell you this and like she's like oh no I like it better broken and yeah, it's just, it's really sweet. Again, I think that it's it a good job portraying like awkward high school romances, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just really sweet. They do end up kind of getting together in that scene. Kind of, and they're, like, they're part, like, like, yeah, this is the start of something kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I thought it was really sweet. I just like also how like at the end, like after they kiss, Peter just kind of skips away, even though it's like they're going like, <laughs> to their destruction everywhere. There's like fires in the background. He's just it's, like, like, I got my goal. And, like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Which but, is kind of um, funny, but yeah. Yeah. It, it's good because like the movie kind of ends um, relatively uh how would you put it like on a light note which not to say that a lot of marvel movies are sad but like there's always like this element of like surprise or like oh my god i can't believe this event happened this is happening yeah Yeah. and so like the end of this movie seems like you know it's kind of like lighthearted or very like upbeat peter and mj are together and they're you know being cute and all and um i think at the end when they finally do get back to new york peter takes mj out on like a swing <laughs> i never um, want to do this again <laughs> and it was great she's like scraping the it whole was. time and he's like you're gonna love this but here's um, the car though yeah mm. that's like just the ending but the i think the yeah. real ending is like the post-credit scene where i actually yeah. think it's a mid-credit scene right where um yeah. after he and mj land after this swing um we get like a, a they're in New York a so there's like a huge yeah yeah there's a huge screen with a newscast talking about the recent attack in London and we see a video courtesy of J. Jonah Jameson and the Daily Bugle from uh, Beck's point of view and he's like he's saying he's he's he spun his own story he's talking about how he was trying to help on the bridge or in London and and he found Peter Parker and Peter Parker is saying he's going to be the next Iron Man and he's edited what actually happened so it looks like Peter saying execute them all and it Beck is framed as like Peter hurting a lot of people when Peter was talking about the protocol to you know cancel yeah exactly exactly and so Beck not only kind of frames Peter as like this villain just by editing some footage, she also reveals Peter's identity. And so now all over New York and God knows where, there's all these huge billboards that saying Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and there's images of Peter himself. And so that's literally how the movie ends, which I think is crazy because I every time I go to the theater, I, I learned the hard way. You sit through all the credits for Marvel movies. And oh, I yes, so you many do. people leaving when I went to the theater to see this movie. And I was just like, they're not, like, they I don't know Marvel movies. If they do that, if they stand up, uh, 
before a Marvel movie completely ends. You're, you're they're not they haven't watched another Marvel movie. They haven't. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's a crazy, crazy, crazy mid-credit scene because the yes. one thing Peter has worked so hard to protect, which was his identity, it's now been revealed. He's also been painted open, as which like is- which yeah. is where nowhere home start no way home starts ah oh, i hate like we're gonna talk about it next week because yes. um it's insane and the other the post credit scene is even crazier which kind of explains nick fury because yes so yeah we if find you guys out have watched that, captain um... marvel you will know that scrolls like talos and his wife are basically portraying maria hill and nick fury and nick fury somewhere out in space and yeah and so going back really quickly to what i was saying before when you were saying you didn't know why nick fury was you know being so aggressive towards peter i think it it wasn't nick fury (laughs) it wasn't nick fury but also because i feel like taylor's like he's not fury so he has to kind of you know try really hard i think to like embody and we don't really know how long he's been doing it but I think he just kind of it might have been like over the top acting to like really sell this role he was in this persona. Um, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah so exactly. I think that's probably why Fury was a little bit over the top but yeah we do find out that Fury is not even really Fury he's Tails so um the real Fury like you said is up in space and we don't up know how long he's been there we don't know what he's been doing but presumably we're going to find out in Secret Invasion so I think so uh, yeah I think we'll find out to that invasion. but looking forward to that for sure but guys but yeah, I mean yeah this podcast has been a little longer than usual because (laughs) there was a lot going on but thank you for sticking with us if you still have we really appreciate it absolutely we really do and we are looking forward to posting uh no way home next oh yes 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 yes. i think it is a longer discussion than this one Um, yeah because there's so so much to cover but um but yeah i mean if you've stuck around with us this long like Div said thank you so much we really do yeah. appreciate it and yes, um absolutely. for anybody that celebrates happy holidays we hope you guys have a lovely holiday yes, season enjoy your um, holidays and, with friends yes. and family if you're able to because it's been a crazy two years for all of us basically oh my god it definitely has and hey if you don't have holiday plans might we recommend seeing no way home yes go yes just go yes. And Hopefully, stay safe, I, guys. Stay safe yeah. and go. That's that's what I that's what we would recommend here. Because obviously things are crazy. We obviously want all of our listeners, well, the very few sparse listeners that we have. Thank you, but we want you guys to stay safe, right? And <laughs> we want you guys to give us your opinions too, because we'd love to hear from you. Because this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe has grown like crazy and they've just it has and it's up just the it's ante right now yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly because they've just up yeah, the ante right are able now. to um so. over the holidays we we if you're able to and if it's safe to do so we highly recommend seeing no way home it's yes. an amazing amazing movie we can't Absolutely. stop screaming about it but yeah um, we have been screaming about can, it off recording and we are going to scream about it on recording next week so yes be prepared, guys yes <laughs> <laughs> and as always like we've been saying in a very long-winded way thank you so much for listening yes, and absolutely. happy holidays happy holidays guys thank you for listening and we love you thank you and we hope to post no way home next week and that's pretty much it thanks again bye guys thank you
As always, our lovely theme song is Water Lily by the 126ers. The Nerdy Podcasts podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and you can follow us online at nerdy-podcasts.tumblr.com or at nerdypodcasts.wordpress.com.